0: and welcome to Provoke, a podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder, and we're recording at the Evoke Advertising Studios uh, near Orlando, Florida. Um, And on today's episode, we are going to talk about rejection in all of its forms, Um, whether it's personal or professional. Rejection is a very major aspect of the advertising industry whether you're a creative you work in accounts or you're in on the executive team you're going to be faced with situations if you haven't already where mm, people might not be so in love with your work or or a concept an idea or or even something as simple as a, a as an internal email but regardless of what it is Everybody, all of us, we all the one shared experience I can bet money on is that we've all been rejected in some way, shape or form. Um, But before we get into that, I kind of wanted to set the tone with my own personal story of rejection. So let me set the scene for you. It's about sixth grade uh, in a fairly small middle school in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I had just moved to the States not too long before this. So I was very new. I didn't really know a lot of people, but I wasn't particularly shy. So I I, 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 was probably about two weeks before, before Valentine's day and a certain someone caught my eye Uh, for, for, for identity purposes, we'll call her uh, Charisse. (laughs) So Charisse she was basically the one that everybody wanted. She was she was smart. She was funny. She was athletic, and you know she was just she was just the 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 total package. Whatever the total package may have been for for the average sixth grade boy, but she had it all. And so, uh, one of the things that our school did. Was on Valentine's Day, the couple of days leading up to Valentine's Day, you had the opportunity to purchase a carnation with a small card, small templated card for a dollar each. Um, and so, in my, in my, the hopeless romantic in me decided that I needed that in order for Sharice to understand exactly how I felt about her, she needed to receive 20 carnations. <laughs> so I put my, I put my money together and i was i purchased the 20 i purchased the bouquet of carnations and i i i i made sure that every cuz each of the flowers came with its own card and that i could then write my own personalized message in so like a true psychopath i wrote a personalized message in each of the cards each of the 20 cards cuz I, I really wanted to hit the i really wanted to hit home the idea that sharice girl i think you all that so after i personalized my messages and sent them off valentine's day came that morning came and i was uh, just filled with excitement couldn't wait for her i couldn't wait to see her reaction you know once once my flowers were delivered here's the problem though when i remember when i said before that everybody wanted everybody wanted charise okay so on so that morning in homeroom Charisse not only received the 20 carnations in a bouquet that I had purchased, she received a record 37 other carnations from various suitors from around from from sixth grade and up from between sixth grade and eighth grade. And um, I will never forget. She sifted through like it was almost as if she was just, you know, just you know, the 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 mother hen collecting, you know, brooding over her her collection. She sifted through a bunch of the flowers and she I noticed she, she finally got to mine to one of them, one of my 20. And she opened the personalized note. She, I could see her reading it, and she looked up, she she looked up, looked towards me, because we were in the same home room, looked towards me, caught me staring at her like again, like a psychopath. And um I'll I'll never forget it. She proceeded to laugh so hard, so loud that it caught the attention of everybody else in the room, everybody else in our home room. And then she proceeded to just completely tear, tear my, my, my cards apart. Not literally, figuratively. She just, she was just like, oh my God, this is the cheesiest, corniest thing I've ever seen someone write. I, I, what is this? Why, 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 why? And, um, yeah, I was, I was devastated, absolutely devastated. Could you imagine how a 13 year old boy would feel knowing that you put all of this effort and energy into such a very sincere, heartfelt gesture only to have it thrown back in your face and completely, completely lambasted and, and publicly. So, um, yeah, it, it, it devastated me, but but i learned a very i learned a very valuable lesson from that situation is that you know even sometimes it, putting yourself out there is way braver than 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 being reserved and 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 trying to protect yourself from rejection and i think that's the that's the that's the theme of today's episode is not only experiencing rejection and and all the 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 negative and, and nasty feelings that can come with being rejected, but knowing how to move past that and and use those instances to kind of make yourself better, whether it's personally, whether you're you know whether you're a six you know sixth grader, or or a twenty year vet in in the advertising industry. So that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna cover today. So, Sharice, if you're out there listening, even though you broke my heart. You made me a better person, and I'll always appreciate you for that. So I guess without further ado, let's start the show. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Provoke. And we have a uh, guest in the studio. Say hi to the people out there.
1: Hello, people out there.
0: And uh, let's just start by giving everybody your name and kind of what you do here at Evoke and what your role is.
1: Okay. Hey, guys. Um, I'm Valentina Rodriguez. I'm here I'm here. I am here. I work at evoke Advertising Uh as the content coordinator. So I kind of have a dual role. So I'm a public relations coordinator as well as a social media coordinator. Um, It's kind of a hybrid role that they came up with for me here because I love both facets of those. Mm -hmm. Um, So for PR, I kind of do a lot of the traditional um, public relations. So media relations essentially so you know press releases Mm -hmm. media advisories contacting journalists um conducting um tours to you know different destinations that we have as clients and stuff like that so very um traditional in that sense and um for social media you know as megan was here you know same thing yeah a couple episodes ago Mm -hmm. yeah community management um Lots of posting of Facebook and Twitter and all those. All
0: the tweets. All, all, the, the, all, the, all the, uh, the tweets. The tweets and the twotes and yeah, everything exactly. in between. All right. So, yeah, thank you for coming in, Valentina. And um, uh, to the theme of today's show is rejection. Um, we've all faced it to some degree and others, some, some more than others. But um, it's just part and parcel with the advertising industry, um, whether you are submitting a, a press release to a publication or pitching a concept to a client. You know there are going to be oper- there are going to be times where rejection is, it, you're you're gonna, you're going to get turned down. People yeah, aren't going to like it. It's just not going to resonate. So to kind of jump into the interview portion with our first question, like how do you how do you handle situations once you've been rejected? Like what like start kind of take us through a walkthrough like how your mind works once you've been told oh we don't need your press release or oh maybe this tweet isn't the best idea.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm fairly new to the public relations industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, starting out as a new PR professional, it's it's hard to face rejection, you yeah. know? You're um trying to get out there and you're trying to get your your clients in the news and you think you're doing all the right things and you think, "Wow, my client's amazing, they have to pick it up," you know? Mm-hmm. So when you f- you first get that, you know, rejection, you you get a little let down, you know, because you're taught all this wonderful stuff in school and, you you know, do this and, you know, email them this way and it's templated and they have to get back to you because you gave them so many key points and then, you know, you get that rejection and it's, it's hard at first, you know, but after that first one, you know, it kind of made me realize that, you know, the templated stuff needs to go out the window. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to tailor your stuff to the Pacific, I can't even speak, the specific, (laughs) you know, journalists that you want it to get picked up by. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. Um, so it, it's hard at first, but it's helped me, you know, in the future to tailor my releases and my um, responses to the journalists differently, you know. And it's it's obviously hard, but, you know, it. I take it with a grain of salt now, mm-hmm. and I just, some releases and some things that I want just aren't going to fit everyone, mm-hmm. you know. There, there's different... Whether it's a magazine or it's a newspaper, they're all looking for something different. Mm-hmm. So it's take it or leave it, you know. So it's
0: almost almost like a uh, like a dating game, if you will, just like being able to feel. Your clients out or field publications out to kind of see you know what what audiences you know it, certain messages or certain releases resonate with most. Like yeah. you're not going to send a, a press release about a new candy shop opening, you know, to a diabetics magazine.
1: Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot of research. You know, as a I hated research all through college, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. But it's not the kind of tedious research that you hate to do. It's actually really fun. Mm-hmm. So when I'm pitching one of our destinations to a journalist, you know, I look up that journalist and I kind of see what stuff he's written in the past. Um, for example, we had a, um, resort in the Caribbean, you know, so I started researching all these journalists that wrote about the Caribbean in the past and whether they wrote about small resorts or big resorts and kind of tailored my message to them. Well, Hey, I heard, I saw that you wrote this about this one. We have something exactly like that, but I know you'll love it even more because of these reasons, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a lot of research at first, but it's fun to then have that rapport with that journalist. And, you mm-hmm. know, for future times, you can go back to them and be like, hey, I know you loved this piece. I have another one for you, you know.
0: And I, I've mentioned this in, in episodes past, but I, I, I was a journalist before I became a copywriter. Okay. And um, I think the one thing that that spurred me most to, to kind of dive into advertising were the press releases. Mm-hmm. I, I hated getting press releases because they were yeah. either, they were off topic. They they weren't on message with what our, our newspaper, who our newspaper serviced. Um, and it was almost just like a, it's almost as if someone took the same message, copy and pasted it in an email and just sent it to their entire database. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, hoped for the best to see kind of see what's stuck to the wall
1: yeah definitely it's it's a lot of those news wires Mm -hmm. you know that you get set up with and you pay a boatload of money and you do it and and it helps it really does help a lot of clients Mm -hmm. for a specific purpose but if you're you know it all goes with what client you're trying to you know get coverage for Mm -hmm. if it's a smaller destination you're going to go to a targeted list you know if you're if it's a big message you're trying to get out for a big company you Mm -hmm. know A newswire works great, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just, but it has to be tailored to who you're wanting to send it to. It has to, or else it looks awesome Mm -hmm. in reports to your client that you sent it to this many people and they're thrilled with that, but you might not get anything back, you know, so might as well send it to 10 people Mm -hmm. who you know, who've written about it in the past and you know who it will intrigue and then get those 10 back. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I think from a uh, I can uh, speaking from a creative standpoint, like I guess when whenever a concept or an idea or even a tagline that I pitch to you know a colleague or a client gets rejected, I don't know. I kind of go through like the whole five stages of grief kind of thing. Like it starts with denial and just ends Mm -hmm. with acceptance kind of thing. And and speaking to your point, like over time it gets. I don't know if it gets easier, but you become you, you start to see the signs better, you start to understand why something was rejected. You 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 tend to personalize it less. And I think that's the biggest hurdle to get over when it comes to because you you know, as a creative and or as PR, anything that you put your time and effort and just just work into, you, you kind of you personalize it. You take it personally because that's quality time that you spent you know, fashioning a, a PR, a press release or, you know, c- coming up with a, a a concept for a client. And so I, I understand why getting rejected, even whether you're new or you've been in the business for decades, can still kind of sting a little bit, especially if it's something you really, really believed in.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's it's different because, you know, you could think that you're a really good writer and yeah. your parents can say, oh, you're the best <laughs> writer in the whole world. Exactly. And you become a PR professional and you write your first press release and you think it's amazing. You hit it out of the park and then it comes back to your clients and it's completely red, mm. scratched out, you know, we don't write it this way. And at first it would really hurt me. And I'd, you know, would say, wow, well my parents told me I'm a really good writer yeah. and I thought I was a really good writer, you know, but it's, you have to, in a, it's been really awesome having, um, you know, PR professionals here at Evoke to look up to and they would just basically take me under and say, listen, it's not you. A client has a certain way they like to write things and mm-hmm. they, they know how their industry receives like feedback and receives press releases and stuff. Yeah. So tailoring it to them is not, you know, take it with a grain of salt, like I said before, and um, throughout working here and having to. Um, write a bunch of press releases for different industries and different clients. It's I've begun to see that it's not me, you know. Yeah, it's, absolutely.
0: It's the way. Well, it's it. a little. It's a little less you. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you start to realize it, it's a little less you every yeah. time. Yeah. Um. So 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 moving on, I kind of wanted to flip it around. When it comes to getting rejected, mm-hmm. what. And I guess we can start with, you know, receiving rejection. Which approach do you think is best for you or just for for people in the industry in general? Something, you know, something that's a little short and to the point, kind of just, this is why we don't like this. Okay, bye. Or would you prefer something that's a little more elaborate, that gives a little more rationale as to why it was turned down?
1: Um, Definitely elaborate and detailed. Okay. You know, if I send you a press release or I send you, you know, an email saying that to visit... Our destination or, you know, I, I want to know why it didn't work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know, well, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a bigger resort or a smaller resort? Are you looking for, you know, these offerings compared to these offerings? Yeah. So I can know not to send you those things anymore and mm-hmm. maybe send you the other offerings that we have in that destination or my client does have yeah. and, you know, tailor it more to you. If it's just short and to the point, you know it it's hard to it's hard to figure out what you want so i would always go with elaborate and detailed and so there's no confusion mm-hmm. the next time you know
0: and so i guess a good rule of thumb is if you do get a very short and and concise response to a rejection response is it good practice to kind of maybe go back and be like hey is there any way you can kind of expound on yeah, exactly why okay yeah
1: i always do i, I if it's short and they say you know, it's not for us things. Mm-hmm. I've always sent, you know, a follow up email and said, you know, I thank you for your response. Um, What is what is it that you're looking for? You yeah, know, is, absolutely. You know, these offerings might not have appealed to you. Is there something else that you're looking for? Is there something else that you're needing for your magazine? Are you? Is there something else that you're needing to cover in the next coming months? And maybe I can, you know, provide you with that.
0: Okay fair enough fair yeah. enough uh moving on um I kind of wanted to bring this full circle because re- like we said at the beginning rejection is kind of part and parcel with this industry or and many other industries um so what what good if any really comes from being rejected whether you're you, you get a press release is turned down or you get a, an idea that gets shot down by your colleagues like what? Where's the silver lining? <clears throat>
1: hmm. Well, you know, whether in your personal life or even in your professional life, it helps you for the future. You know, it helps you to kind of tailor what you're offering to somebody later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's hard. It's a,
0: it's a head scratcher.
1: Yeah, it's... I don't know, I I, I feel like there's no, like, single answer to that. It just, Mm -hmm. it...
0: Well, I mean, based on my experiences with with, with rejection, whether it's personal or professional, um, I've always kind of looked at it as... One part of it is constructive criticism, like you're getting feedback from someone who's not maybe not as married to an assignment or to a, a, a concept or a press release as you are, you know, that there's one there's one side of it with the constructive criticism. But then on the other hand, you also have to you still have to kind of have faith in your your talents like have faith in your skills as mm-hmm. a professional. Because I mean, believe it or not, sometimes the the client is not right. Like that's that's I think that's Very one true. thing that we don't we tend not to talk about a lot in the industry, but it is, and and not so much that the client isn't is wrong, but it's it's they're just not there yet. Like they just they don't see it from the professional standpoint that mm-hmm. we might see something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they might be used to doing a, something a certain way for a long time, and so when they see any sort of deviation from that norm, they kind of get a little reticent. And so, again, being able to kind of take in that constructive criticism, but still remember in the back of your head that you're here for a reason. You're a professional yeah. for a reason. People confide in your professional opinion for a specific reason.
1: Nicely put. <laughs> that, wow. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 all we have as far as rejection is concerned. Um <laughs> now we get to move on to my favorite part of the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, guys. It's called Take It or Leave It. We've <laughs> okay. been here before. Um basically it's a round robin where we we kind of fire off any trends, topics, ads, whatever that kind of that kind of center on the the, the topic of discussion, rejection. And uh we either take it, you know, that's something that we can incorporate into our, our daily lives or, or or routine, or we leave it because it's not something that really helps move the narrative forward. All right. So you ready? Ready. All right. First topic, templated rejection letters. Oh. So basically that, you know, the, you get that email that you, you've, you've applied to 17 million jobs and you, you always get that same canned message that usually starts out with, oh, well, thank you for applying to mm-hmm. agency XYZ. But, you know, like what do you take it or do you leave it?
1: I know it's easier to do a templated response, mm-hmm. but leave it. I hate <laughs> templated responses. It's I don't it, I don't I don't care for them. You know I when I have to simply put leave it. Leave it. It's just you're not a robot. You know we know there's I don't know I can say a lot about them because I I feel like. I'll get that from journalists sometimes, and you can just tell that they've just copied and pasted it mm-hmm. right into the into the email, you know. But it's uh, revenge, yeah. It's <laughs> but you know, it, tailoring your message to somebody goes a long way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, I would leave it and tailor your message.
0: Yeah, because, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Leave it. Because um, there was an one example. I, I got a rejection letter from a job that I applied for years and years and years ago. And, you know, just the salutation, dear so-and-so. They they didn't even have the courtesy of, of using my name. They used someone else's name. Oh so it was gosh. clear that they had just, oh. like, I think it was, like, dear Elizabeth. I don't look like an Elizabeth, guys. Um, And so <laughs> no. it started out with dear Elizabeth. And I was just like, you... Like the fact that you couldn't even put the, the 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 little minute bit of effort into getting my name right when you rejected me, it's probably and that a seems good reason. Even more, you know, yeah. not yeah. that
1: it's just templated, but it's also yeah. It's like not only did they just,
0: not only did they not want you, they just don't care about your, your existence even care at to all. Just delete that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a yeah. that's a hard leave it for me. Yeah. But okay. On the page. Next topic. This is good, but. Now, a lot of creatives are, are very familiar, and anybody who has their, their work critiqued by a higher up, they're very familiar with that. Well, this is good, but we need to change this, 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 and this. So what do you think?
1: Leave it. <laughs> I just, and this is a great um, topic right now, because we, um, myself and the social team, just went to a social media conference, mm-hmm. and we they had this amazing speaker, and I can't think of the name right now, but he... Um, Had this great segment about um, you know meetings and you being in a creative brainstorm, for example, and somebody comes up with an idea and they say, but Mm -hmm. you know, but automatically just shoots it down, right? Shoots it down and just completely makes the other person feel like their idea was either stupid Mm or you know they don't want to be creative after that. You know, mm-hmm. they get very shut down. Mm-hmm. And instead he was, he made it turn and saying, you know, this is good, but she's like, and so instead of putting a, but, you know, mm-hmm. put an and there. Mm-hmm. So building off of somebody's, you know, idea. And even if it doesn't go anywhere, yeah. you know, somebody might have a spark of a creative idea from what you guys yeah, just did, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. So I would definitely leave it because you're, you're just, completely cutting down that creative wall that somebody has and then for future brainstorms or for future meetings they're not going to want to speak up because they're afraid that they're going to get shot down you know and i would always follow up this is this is great and maybe if we did this Mm -hmm. and maybe if we did that Mm -hmm. oh well by doing that we can do that and then you can create a completely other idea so Definitely.
0: Yeah, it creates Don't a, say but don't say but <laughs> um yeah and it, it definitely creates a more collaborative atmosphere when mm-hmm. you say this is good and what about this, this, and this and also, you know, XYZ. Um I, I, I'm 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 a big fan of taking the ambiguity out of something. Mm-hmm. So when you when you, you it's almost when you start with a positive and then finish it with a negative, it leaves people in a very confusing confusing space. Because it's like, well, you just said it was good, but you you're you're not gonna go with it. So mm-hmm. wh- which one is it? You know what I mean? So yeah, that's a that's another leave it for me as well. Um, wow, we're two for two. Yeah, right two now. for two. Not bad, wow. not bad. All right. <laughs> so kind of moving into the social media realm a little bit. The uh Facebook's 20% text rule. Okay. Take it or leave it.
1: Take it. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Uh definitely. I mean, in some aspects, you know, it if it's not 20%. It's mm-hmm. a little frustrating, but yeah. I don't want to see a bunch of text in my f- in the graphic, mm-hmm. you know? I put that in the copy. You know, put that on the copy or do what some people are doing now where they'll do minimally and then for more information look in the comments and they'll have like the full thing there and like in mm-hmm. the comments or something, but I don't want to be bombarded by so much text cuz one, you probably can't read it if you mm-hmm. have an actual text with, you know, any scenery or any like objects in it. Sometimes you can't see anything. So it's just, you're going to bypass it in your timeline to re- regardless. So, you know, I would personally take it because I don't want to be bombarded with a ton of words within my graphic, let the graphic speak for itself. And just put, you know, if it's for a contest or promotion, you know, put the promotion name in there and then just leave it all in the copy.
0: Absolutely. Now the copywriter in me wants <laughs> to leave it. <laughs> uh, but I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I I do like the idea of having a, a balance between, you know, the graphic is the graphic, the copy is the copy. They can live in the same space but still have their own designated areas. So, um, What's, yeah.
1: Why would why would you leave it?
0: I mean... Uh,
1: I, I'm, I'm just curious. I, I don't... I'm As a copywriter, I would just...
0: Well, I mean... Part of it is the the attention span of the average person, especially online, is very short, mm-hmm. and so you you only have a very limited window of time in order to not only get their attention but get your message out before mm-hmm. they completely shut off and move on to the next thing. And so I think there there's room for both for both design and copy. Um, and I think there's, there there needs to be a way to kind of get your message out there, even if it's just a tagline or CTA while still being able to play with that 20% rule. And sometimes the 20% rule limits, because I mean, the, the the English language is limiting enough in advertising as it is, but it, it's very hard to kind of get a message, a solid message out there through the design and the copy when you're so limited mm-hmm. by how much copy you can put in, in the art. Um, but I guess that's part of the challenge. Um, sometimes it works, most times for me anyway, it doesn't. Yeah. Um I mean I can could, I, I could always use more space for more copy, but I mean that maybe that's just me being selfish.
1: No, I can see where you'd want to leave it. I guess Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know cuz I I think of, you know, social media graphics and I think of some that just have like if it's like for like an event, mm-hmm. you know, and they put all of the information in that one graphic. True, true. And sometimes it'll just be different fonts and different colors and it's just like it's great that it's all in that one graphic you know Mm -hmm. but i don't know i guess from a social media coordinator like i i want you to click into that event and i want you to see all that stuff and i want you to see our copy and i want you to and i want to leave the kind of like mystery like Mm -hmm. oh what's this event all about you know so for them to click onto it so i guess it's different for the different
0: yeah, and I, and I get it from, from for social media as the 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 point is to kind of get them into that funnel, whether it's getting them to a website or getting yeah. them to like the page or, or what have you. So I get that you can't you can't bog down that front facing front facing art or message with too much copy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in that regard, I do I do get the why the rule is in place and why it's a necessary evil. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that is a wrap for our interview. Um, Thank you, Valentina, for coming in. I appreciate you, you know, dispensing your infinite wisdom to the folks out there in in, in podcast land.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Cool. And uh, we will be right back. All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode of Provoke, a podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'd like to thank our guest, Valentina Rodriguez, for coming in and talking to us about her stories of rejection and how you can grow and become a better person and and, and really learn from, from that letdown. Um, As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to send them to Provoke, P-R-O-V-O-K, at evokead.com, and just follow us on Twitter. Um, Our our handle is at evokead, and on Facebook, we're Evoke Advertising, so you can keep up with our contributions to the advertising world. And as far as a quote is concerned for this episode, I want to keep in with the rejection theme, so Dr. Steve Maraboli said, every time I thought I was being rejected from something good, I was actually being redirected to something better. Think about that. Take care.